What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to yet another episode of Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite podcast where we discuss movie news, TV news, entertainment news, and everything and else in movies in general. Yeah, everything yeah. of that nature. Uh, as always, we are your two hosts. My name is Josh. And my name is Willis. And uh, we're into January now. This is our second episode in January. Third second episode. Third? Oh, Third. God. I just remember saying, oh, second episode <laughs> of 2022 last week, so. Good call. Okay, it's our third episode of 2022, um, and let's get right into this. So this week, we're doing our third episode of Megapixels, correct? Third? Yes. Third, um, third Megapixels. Fact checked. Yes. Yes, fact checked. Um, and <laughs> so we're going to do something. We're obviously going to do a, another list here, and we're going to be doing our most anticipated movies of 2022. We're each going to be giving you guys five. We are going to be skipping the content this week because these episodes are just content full, so you don't you don't necessarily need that from us this week. Yes. Um, and this week we're going to start with uh one to watch which is not necessarily going to be a recommendation it's not necessarily going to be on our list but it's going to be one that we are going to recommend you guys look out for and we're not going to give yeah. you much information about it it's just going to be here's the title here's the filmmaker look out for it uh we're also yeah. going to be giving you each two runners up because our lists are just absolutely insane we could have easily There's a lot done... of movies coming out in 2022 yeah we could have easily done 10 runners up but here we are uh, and then we're going to be going five, four, three, two, one from each of us. Uh, yes. We're going to do it as like, you know, five and then you do five and then four and then I do four and then three type of deal again. Or do you want to just yeah. go back and forth? Yeah, let's do that. We'll like snake our way up. Yeah, exactly. I think that yeah. I think that works. Uh, and oh, my God, man, there are so many good movies that are coming out this year. I think we said this last year when we did this literally just like four months to the end of the year and we were like oh my god 10 movies you have this a full, is gonna be yeah. insane <laughs> full full docket but now we've got 12 months to go off of although i will say i feel like 2021 did was kind of overloaded because it had a lot of stuff from 2020 that get got stuffed into it so definitely definitely um and things are still so up in the air so our lists could be completely null and void by the time these movies come around yes. and things get pushed again i have a couple on my list that their current release date is tba 2022 so yeah <laughs> same so it goes and you know top gun could be that could be 2025 for top gun know, yeah so. <laughs> top gun may finally release uh as in tribute to uh the late tom cruise yes yes <laughs> Oh man! Not that Tom Cruise died. That that I feel like I need to qualify that. Like, that was a joke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or you heard too it many here. People dying too quickly. Yeah. You heard it here first, everyone. Tom Cruise. Um, but no. So <laughs> let's get right into we'll this. Let's do. <laughs> let's do. Let's do our uh, first one, which is the one to watch. Do you want to start out here, Willis? Yeah. Um. So this is one that I like wanted to put on my list. Uh, but it, I ended up not. So, like, keep an eye out for this. Uh, it's a movie called The Samaritan. Yes. Um, it stars Sylvester Stallone um, and Martin Starr and is directed by a guy named Julius Avery. Um, not due out until August, I think. Um, yeah. And Julius Avery did Overlord, which I'm a huge fan of. Keep an eye out for Samaritan. Uh, I'm sure more will come out uh, as we get closer to its release date. Yes. What about you, Josh? What's your one to watch for? So my one to watch for is a movie called Don't Worry, Darling, which is directed by Olivia Wilde, um, starring Florence Pugh, and I believe Olivia Wilde's also in it, Harry Styles is in it, Gemma Chan, yes. Nick Kroll, like an absolutely incredible cast, and Olivia Wilde is straight up one of my favorite directors right now. She just produces Love fire her. all the time in so all good. genres, so I'm like, don't know anything about this, don't want to know, I'm sold. So definitely keep your eyes peeled for Don't Worry Darling, which I don't know the release date, but again, don't care. Just just ready for this to come out. And now let's right. do, yeah, let's, you want to do our runners-up? Slide right into let's it. Let's do our runners-up. All right. Do you want to go back and forth on our runners-up and then snake our way up the top five? Sure, let's do it. So it'll be interesting to see if there are, uh, if we have any overlap in this in these lists. Yes, absolutely. All right. Why don't, why don't you start with your your second runner up or first runner? I don't know. 
I don't even know what order whatever. these are in. But so yeah. one of my one of my two runners up is a movie that goes by the name of Bullet Train, um, directed by David Leitch, who did Deadpool Two, Atomic Blonde, and is uncredited as a John Wick director. I know he did some um, stuff to or some consulting on that movie, and probably some co-directing as well. I mean, this movie stars Brad Pitt, Joey King, Andrew Koji, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Zazie Beetz, Brian Tyree Henry. I mean, the list just goes on, and it's uh, about five assassins who find themselves on a bullet train. <laughs> and yeah. honestly... For various different reasons, as <laughs> yeah, I recall. Yes. Not and for, I, like, the same target or anything. They just all happen to be. So just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save a little drama here. Bullet train, also one of my runners-up. Nice! <laughs> so, you know... That doesn't bode well for the uh, the rest of this episode, but oh, yeah, I, like this is the one I had a hard time with this because I'm like I feel like I might not even like this movie. Same, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like the guy, he seems like a good director, but some of his stuff is a little questionable. Yeah, um, you know, I, I you know, but I'm I, I I'm in on the cast. Yeah, um, concept. I'm down. I'm in on the concept. <laughs> yeah, um. I f- I'm a little sad. I know Sandra Bullock's in this, mm-hmm. uh, but it was originally supposed to be Lady Gaga, Ooh. Uh, but she went and did House of Gucci instead, um, which I can't really fault her for, but I yeah. am way more intrigued by that casting than I am with uh, Sandra Bullock. So. Sandy B. Yeah. Ooh. But Putting Lady Gaga. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, as an assassin. You can't turn down Ridley Scott, but I understand. I understand. True. Yeah. Um, um, you know, something that's <laughs> going to get you possibly an Oscar nomination probably takes precedent over a uh, assassin bullet train movie. But yeah. um, so that's one from each of us now. Mm-hmm. Uh, my should I do my second one now? Go for it. Or OK. So my second runner up is a movie uh, called Gold uh, starring Zac Efron. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, the trailer for this movie looks absolutely crazy. Um, I'm really, really excited about it. It's Zac Efron, like, uh, and this other guy find a stash of gold out in the middle of a desert. And the other guy goes to get like a tractor or something like that. And, you know, uh, Zac Efron stays with the gold in the punishing, uh, terrain. Um, three actors in the entire movie, uh, directed by a guy named Anthony Hayes, uh, who actually also plays the other guy who like goes and gets, the thing saving um, money left and right on this. there you movie. go yeah um <laughs> but this looks awesome i it have does. long been a proponent of zach efron i i think he's a absolutely fantastic actor that just kind of takes ridiculous terrible roles sometimes but yeah yeah i think there's a uh a, a well of talent behind him but yeah um yeah tba uh 2022 release mm-hmm. date so We'll see, but Zac Efron in the desert, man versus nature. Yeah, I love these movies. There's been a couple trailers that have released uh, sort of recently that are kind of like so contained. It's like three people in one location and they got to do something crazy. And I think that is genius, especially for COVID. Obviously, you don't want huge crews and everything like that, but it is just such a, it's just such a compelling storytelling tactic for them to do. Um, I've just, yeah. I wonder if Gold was a, uh, a COVID movie. I don't actually know because you had mentioned that it was actually done prior to 2020. So who knows? Um, yeah. But dig the concept. Love my guy, yeah. Zach Efron. So. All right. Uh, so what's your other runner up there, Josh? So my other runner up is a movie that I have no knowledge about any any plot or anything like that. And it's a movie called Babylon directed by Damien Chazelle. Um, yeah. And the only thing that I know about it is obviously he's directing it, and the three main actors are Tobey Maguire, which thought he was done with acting, but so that's intriguing. We got Margot Robbie, who's uh, like ten out of ten always, and Brad Pitt, yeah. who's another ten out of ten always. Um, Damien Chazelle, for those of you who don't know, directed La La Land, The First Man, Whiplash. I mean, he's one of the the most prolific yeah. directors working today. Um, so that's all I need to know to get myself on board for this movie. Um, Does this have a date? I don't think so. I think it's another TBA. They don't want to put themselves in a box. Yeah, this seems like one that we'll be talking about next year for yeah. Oscar buzz. Absolutely. Uh, or later this year for Oscar buzz or what have you. I feel yeah. like, um, yeah, there's a lot going on. In Definitely. That one. Definitely. 
Jeez. And those are just our runners up guys. So All right, prepare yeah. so, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> bullet train, bullet train, gold and Babylon. Yes. Yes. All right. So let's bring it in here. Yes. Absolutely. Starting at number five. Uh, do you want to go first or shall I go first? Um, why don't you go first? If you want to. I feel like there's I feel like there's some it. kind of like strategy here of all right, well, if I do this, then I get to I don't know, but mm. I didn't think of it beforehand. So I didn't. <laughs> it's um, all right. So my number five, and this was surprising to me, and I struggled with this quite a lot. Um but my number five is Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. Cha ching. Let's go. Went endlessly, endlessly back and forth between this and uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Yes. Because, you know, I, I obviously have to have a Marvel movie on my list. Um, yeah. But I felt kind of obligated to have a Mar Marvel movie on my list. I Like, there are other things that I'm like, mm, should that have snuck into top five? But yeah. um, Multiverse of Madness, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, um, Elizabeth Olsen, all the all the peripheral characters involved with those two kind of things yeah uh i guess franchises yeah um, yeah 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 but directed by sam raimi you know uh our our spider-man lord and savior um yeah. oh my God. who's coming back to the superhero genre and that's i think the thing that really edged it out over thor uh love and thunder on this is it's sam raimi it's it's sam raimi coming back to do a horror-esque marvel movie yeah, love Taika, um, but oh my God, how can you not be so much more excited for true. this? Like, it's just, ugh, oh my God. <laughs> a weird thing, because I feel like it's like, uh, I was saying to you this, this to you before the pod, I'm like, I, I'm hyped for it, but like, I feel like I have was overhyped by Spider-Man. Mm. Not that it was like disappointing in any capacity, but I'm like, my brain has short-circuited on the hype train a little bit, so I yeah. like, you know, can't get quite as excited about stuff anymore. Right. Right. <laughs> sad, but, um, damn it. Spider-Man. Oh God. Nothing it, it, will ever compare. It is like that though. Cause that was a movie that we both taught. That was clearly on both of our top 10 most anticipated last time we did this for mm -hmm. 2021. Um, and that the hype was just on a level that so big. almost yeah. couldn't be matched by any movie. Like it's, it's yeah. Yeah. Something that was, um, insane. so multiverse of madness has a, uh, what a may 6th release date mm. um so it's coming up pretty quick it is yeah um Woo. yeah we'll see i'm i'm hyped i'm also hyped i am yeah I'm hyped. <laughs> well let's say i was gonna try and make some other kind of comparison to my <laughs> hype level but i feel like we've covered that the existence of my hype level at the, at the moment <laughs> Right, and it's like, you know, uh, Spider-Man was, what, I think number two on your list last time, and this is yeah. number five. So that's that's a good gauge yeah. of where things there are headed go. at yeah. this point. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, this is, yeah, I think Marvel is, it's it, it's hard to get your hopes up for something these days, although the, yeah. all the superhero movies that are coming out this year are definitely actually worth getting your hype up about, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah. I kind of, I feel you. The hype is kind of drained out of me after watching Spider-Man No Way Home. So, <laughs> and it also, it doesn't hurt that after that, I kind of, after Spider-Man, I went into like a, oh, I want to watch like a lot of like the Oscar movies. And I've been doing that. I've been watching a lot more like down to earth, want, like not huge franchise things. So yeah. I think my mind is a little more wrapped into that yeah. when making this list. So totally. Oh, my, mine's definitely there too. Um, yeah. But you know, they're going to drop another trailer to Dr. Strange and we're all going to lose our collective minds and then you know and then that's it we have to read all be... our lists. yeah <laughs> uh so let's uh let's keep it going here josh what do you yeah. got for number five kick your list off my man yes so my number five pick is a little bit idiosyncratic but also kind of not it's an a24 film that goes by the name of everything everywhere all at once uh which premieres hopefully in march march 25th uh this is a movie directed by it says the Daniels because it's two people named Daniel, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, <laughs> yeah. uh, who honestly like kind of made a name for themselves doing music videos, really cool music yeah. videos, actually. And then they also directed a movie called Swiss Army Man, which is very weird, very beautiful yeah. and very 
I don't know how else to put it. It's weird. Um, and this movie stars Michelle Yeoh, which I'm so glad that for whatever reason, like Americans have finally right? discovered Michelle Yeoh. I'm like, ha- I don't understand how it took so long, but like she's in everything now and I'm just yeah. all about it. Like this is so cool. Um, she's paired. That with- is one thing. If I can interrupt. For yeah, just, yeah. That's one thing I noticed when making this list is there are a handful of actors that are about to have very good years. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I think I, I can think of four off the top of my head, but I'm like, oh wow. You're like in like four different films. Yeah. Like, which I'm all like, hyped pop about. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry. So continue. Uh, Everything everywhere all at once. Yes. Um, so this movie, uh, the tagline is basically an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes connecting with the lives that she could have led, which uh, we're kind of getting more into the multiverse type of thing or pocket universes or whatnot, um, so which hot right I'm now. super into because it means anything's possible. And I think that's cool. It means you can't be expecting anything because anything can happen. Um, yeah. I also have to point out Jamie Lee Curtis is also in this movie, which I'm like the pairing yes. of those two. I'm like, let's go, dude. Just, just let me see this movie already. Um, yes. I really don't have an expectation for this movie. I enjoyed Swiss Army Man for what it was. It's not like yeah. a rewatchable movie in my book, but it's it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. This one seems a little bit more on the fun side of things, um, and it's definitely gonna like bring their absurdist kind of storytelling to life in ways that kind of break outside the mold while feeling like they're contemporary because of all of the weird multiverse multi-universe stuff that's going on right now um and then like i said the cast is incredible and a24 is behind it so i have nothing but hype for this movie i think it's going to be if nothing else something interesting to watch you know (laughs) and it's going to look really good too i know that (laughs) Just from the trailers. Check the trailers. This one, this one almost made my list. uh, Yeah, but it ended up not because I was pretty sure that you were going to bring it up. I'm so glad you did. (laughs) Um, If for no other reason than it lets me talk about the one starring Jet Li. um, Oh my god! (laughs) Which that uh, that summary that you read for everything everywhere all at once could be the exact same uh, thing for (laughs) Jet Li's the one. Um, But I'm way more hyped for everything everywhere because. well, I'll say this. The one was the first movie when it came out and I saw it in theaters. My brain kind of went, oh, there can be bad movies. <laughs> yeah. Th- yeah. Like it was like an awakening of like, oh, like why? Why am I so disappointed? Oh, no, because it was bad. Oh, it's That's not why good. I feel weird yeah. and like unfulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I this this looks like it's going to be a lot more fun. There's one shot that appears to like be like an anime version of like one of the worlds that I'm like, okay, yeah, yes. like let's get some mixed media going on in there. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm jazzed. I'm all in. Yeah. It's, 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 I, I have nothing else to say about it. It's just going to, it's going to be something to watch regardless, good or bad. And I'm just so excited for it. So let me just slide right on into my number four then, if we're doing the snake here. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to do a movie that uh, may be A24 as well. I don't actually know that I'm thinking about it, but it is a movie that's releasing in April 22nd, and it's called Disappointment Boulevard, um, directed and written by my guy Ari Aster, who is quickly becoming one of my favorite director, one of my favorite horror directors, because he's kind of only done that uh, of the mm-hmm. past 20 years. He's kind of, he's coming up on James Wan there for me as being just so consistent, so good, so original, and just, yeah. he has such an eye for this type of stuff. This is billed as a comedy horror, so I'm kind of intrigued by that because he's done straight up horror up until now, or like thriller, yeah. uh, very Mid-summer, graphic. right? Midsummer. Yeah, he did that, and he did Hereditary, yeah. both straight up yeah. in the horror vein. Um, this stars Joaquin Phoenix, who's having just like the craziest five years of all time. I think he's <laughs> absolutely insane. Um, and it says the tagline is an intimate, decade-spanning portrait of one of the most successful entrepreneurs of all time. That's kind of all I know about it. And again, I don't need to know much more just because of who's involved with this piece. Sure, he, along with a couple other filmmakers that. I'll probably end up talking about later on in this. They're kind of part of this cohort of, I hate this term, but in um, 
elevated horror filmmakers that have come out in the past 10 years that sure. are just the most consistent filmmakers that I've seen and they're producing original content and he's one of them and again I just there's nothing that he's done that has disappointed me in any way I'm so down for this Joaquin Phoenix being added to the the cast only ups the yeah. level of production value and hype for me I know it's going to be great um and yeah, he's one of the most exciting directing talents that I, in my personal opinion, that's out in the world right now, especially for stuff in this vein. Uh, yeah. So that's my number four there. Yeah. That, I mean, I don't, you know me, I don't, I don't jam too much on, yeah. on horror films, but uh, <laughs> I mean, like, especially you put Joaquin Phoenix in like a role like that, that's, you know, let him unleash his crazy as it were. And just, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I, this could be an A24. I don't know. Uh, it seems like it probably will be. I think he's done <laughs> his other. Vibe, yeah. yeah, he's got that vibe. Uh, but yeah, so uh, April 22nd, Disappointment Boulevard, my guy Ari Aster. And uh, what do you got for your number four here, Willis? So my number four uh, is, a, here's our third A24 film in a row, I believe. Hey, um, they make good movies. Yeah, there you go, right? <laughs> and and they're making more and more of them. Um, I know. But uh, my number four also comes out on April 22nd, oh. hilariously enough. No shit. Uh, and is called uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Yes. Uh, yes. Starring Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage. Oh, man. In the most Nicolas Cage movie of Nicolas Cage's career. Like, oh, my God. Just pause this podcast right now and go and watch the trailer for this if you haven't seen it before. I, I'm so excited. It seems like... Uh, like, I so want to know what the background of this movie is, of how this came to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, how is, like, is this something that Nicolas Cage came up with and was like, I think I could do, like, some, or was this <laughs> written on spec for, like, yeah, and, like, it stars Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> and they just figure out a way to get to, like, Nicolas Cage or, I I, I want to know the backstory on it. Um, directed by a guy named Tom Gormican? Gormican? G-O-R-M-I-C-A-N, Gormican. Yeah. Uh, who doesn't have a huge <laughs> directing background, which is the only thing that gives me pause on it. Yeah. Um, the only other film he did was in 2014. It's called That Awkward Moment, um, starring Zac Efron. Mm. Okay. Which I think... No, I don't know. I don't know that for sure. But, um, <laughs> I mean, he's been a producer on a couple of things, um, but... Yeah, like a it's a strange thing that he is just suddenly has this Nick Cage powerhouse kind of thing. Um, yeah, what? Which kind of makes me think that it was written with Nicolas Cage in mind and he read it and was like, hell yeah, like, let's do this. Um, yeah. So excited. Looks so funny. Like also starring Pedro Pascal as like a, a wealthy billionaire who has Nicolas Cage come to his birthday party. Yeah, um, that's the basic basic plot line. Yeah, um, and hilarity ensues. Yeah, um, Tiffany Haddish, goddamn lover. Yeah, yeah. So that's my number four. I'm, I'm, I'm jazzed. I think, oh god, I watched the trailer for this the first time, and I watch it again and again and again because I was like, what am I even watching? Yeah, but, you sent this to me, and I was like, there's no way this is real, right? There's no <laughs> right. Yeah, chance it, it this is a real. Feels thing. like a spoof movie. <laughs> like. And I think Nicolas Cage is one of the only actors who can yeah. who has this sort of reputation that you can play with like this because like we talked about, I mean, your favorite movie of last year was Pig, where he played one of the yeah. like, genuinely one of the best roles I've seen him do. And then, you know, he was in, I don't know, twelve movies last year, but then now he's doing this where it seems like I don't know. He's in on the joke, which I think is just so yeah. interesting to me. Like that doesn't, I don't know Nick Cage, but I, I didn't peg him to be that kind of person really. I don't know, <laughs> but. Well, it's funny. I, I remember reading, oh, and I don't remember what movie specifically it was for, but I remember reading some interview with him where it's like he has conversations with his directors that are like, so like how much Nicolas Cage do you want in this? Oh my God. God. Do you want full Nicolas Cage? Do you want like 40% Nicolas Cage? Oh, like man. where are we, where are we on the Nick Cage spectrum? Um which is fucking hilarious that he's that self-aware. Um and you know there are movies where he goes full Nick Cage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. So I it's I think this like, might be one of them honestly. Like <laughs> Oh, I think this is definitely one of them. <laughs> but you know like Pig like not so much full Nick Cage. 
No, no. You know, um, I think it might have been Spider-Man into the spider. No, I don't know. I don't remember what exactly it was, but um, yeah. So, so interesting. One of the, one of the craziest wrinkles in the, the film industry that I just, again, how did this movie, like how? Like, how does this happen? <laughs> well, like, how do we have, like, this guy is in, um, like, something like Pig, mm-hmm. and then is also in Bangkok Dangerous. Oh, yeah. You or know, face or, off. Is, or Face Off, or, like, you know, Adaptation, where he plays Charlie Kaufman. Yeah. And then, you know, also, um, like, The Wicker Man. Yeah, and, and like National gone Treasure. Gone in 60 seconds. Like, yeah, like, all these insane, it's, it's so crazy, his back and forth career. And even just, like, scrolling through his IMDb, I'm like, there's so many credits. He has 109 acting credits. Oh my yeah. god! And he's genuinely really good. Like he's actually yeah. really good. Like that's the thing that I think people. Oh, Nick Cage, he sucks. No, the guy is a good actor. I think he just gets overshadowed by actor. Yeah. his himself. Like <laughs> I think he's one of those guys that has no problem taking a movie just to like have fun with it. Oh or yeah, be like yeah, whatever, cool. Oh yeah, you know. he was in um uh, Willy's Wonderland last year, and where he had zero lines, and he and it was yeah. about like Chuck E. Cheese or something. I don't know animatronic. I don't know. <laughs> like he took three of those movies yeah. last year, and then he also made Pig. So I'm like, dude, whatever. The guy's a he does what he wants. He's an enigma, truly. Um, all right. So my number four, unbearable mm-hmm. weight of massive talent. Yes. Um, moving on now to my number three. Yes. Uh, my number three is a movie that, like, I look at it and I'm like, I, I guess, but like, this had to be on my list, and mm. that's across the Spider Verse part. Yeah, one. yes. I, like, you know, into the Spider Spider Man into the Spider Verse is one of my favorite superhero movies of all time. It's so absolutely good. gorgeous, you know. And like, we're getting part one of two of a continuation with all the same like team involved, so I can't not be hyped for it yeah more miles it's like morales the, there's just like, let's go yeah there's just like a baseline hype that i'm like yeah like this is gonna be you know high on any list i could possibly make so yeah um sequel to across or sequel to into the spider-verse um yeah we're getting oscar isaac as miguel o'hara who is spider-man 2099 let's go um which is dope yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be something else. Um, it is. Haley Steinfeld is um, Spider Gwen, right? Gwen Stacy, yeah, yeah. Um, and Jack, Jake Johnson as Peter B. Parker. Yeah, uh, such a such a good casting on all of the parts, man. Uh, unreal, absolutely unreal. Yeah, it's 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 bonkers. Um, oh wow! So yeah, that uh, not coming till October seventh. I don't think there's a date Ooh. for part two, which makes me really sad interesting um but like i think you know they're not gonna not do a part two of this it's oh for sure i wonder do you think it'll be the following year or do i think it'll probably take a year off and then do another one i don't know it's possible i I don't know if they did it simultaneously or not or if Mm. it's like you know the other one is just uh you know locked and loaded and they're just didn't want to put out a five and a half hour movie or something. Right, but. right. <laughs> true, true. Which, hey, I'm uh-huh. down for five hours of Spider-Verse, man. Let's do it. Hey, yeah. I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to prep my day for it. But yeah, like, yeah, I'd, I know. I'd do it. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I that didn't make my list, but that was the one that was going to be on my list if I was going to put, mm-hmm. it, because again, it was, it is my, I think I said my number two favorite superhero movie of all time. Like this is the Spider-Verse, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was one that it just changed, it just changed the game. Like superhero movies don't often do that. There's kind of a steadfast line that all of them tread, which is fine. You know, they've, they've got their formula, but Spider-Verse was like, no, we're going to do something completely different and it's going to be better than what you've actually been seeing. Um, so I'm, yeah, I, the hype is real for this one. I, I can't wait to see. And it's been years. It's been, what, Sp- Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse came out in like 2018, 2017? Yeah, like, somewhere around there. This been, it's been a few years now. Um, so hyped. Good choice, good choice. Yeah, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, or Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, 
Yeah. We're already into it. We're, now yep. we're going across. Now we're going across it into different spider verses. You know, I'm it's true. I'm so stoked. I'm I can't I wonder when they're gonna tie it all into the greater MCU because I'm sure that's coming. Um but I'm just Well, it's Sony. It is, but I think that I feel like there's it's inevitable for something like it would this. be cool if we got like a not to you know get the spider-man hype going again if we got like a toby Maguire or a you know tom holland spider-man cameo in there of like oh yeah here's like mcu like universe oh yeah. i gotcha i gotcha yeah Ooh, there's a lot of different avenues for this now so yeah hmm, interesting multiverse yeah so hot right now it is it is it's funny i'm on the imdb and uh Isa Issa Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh Issa Ray is listed here as playing Jessica Drew, uh, who is Spider Woman. Oh. Uh, so that's cool. Okay. Okay. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. And Nick Cage returning for this. I know. So thumbs up. Good God. Let's uh, go. My guy. All right, let's keep let's keep it moving here before we <laughs> talk about Spider Man for an hour. Uh we're moving on to your number three, right, Josh? Yes, my number three. Um, which should come as no shock to anybody, but it is a movie that's directed by Wes Anderson. Anytime Wes Anderson makes a movie, ah. for some reason it has to be on not for some reason. He's one of my favorite directors. And I don't care <laughs> for a very good reason. Yeah, exactly. And and I don't care if his style feels I'm not even going to say anything bad about the guy. He he's one of my favorite directors, both visually and in terms of like what he brings to the table when he in his storytelling. He's one of the most original directors and filmmakers out there right now. And this movie is called Asteroid City, which, again, just just give me the name and give me the director. And I don't need to know much more. Um, And in fact, we don't know much about this. It's a TBA for this year. We don't have a, a firm release date, which makes sense, I think. I mean, he just did the French Dispatch. So, I mean, this guy is just cranking them yeah. out left and right. Um, it is one of the most impressive casts that he's ever like yeah. assembled, which is impressive for him because every one of his movies is one of the most impressive casts you've ever seen. But this yeah. one truly takes it to another level. I'm not going to read out every name, but just go look up the... Go look up the um the list. It's truly insane. Um, yeah, Margot Robbie, man, having a year, having a yeah. decade, really. But she's everywhere, which is great. She's she's one of the best. And Adrian Brody, Adrian Brody, yeah. he's got a bunch of movies coming out this year. He does. I is he directing a movie this year? Yeah. Um, is that what Clean is? I don't know. Because that no, he produced Clean. I know oh, I, that was okay. that almost made my list, but it came out like a couple days ago. So I'm like, I don't know if it's still. Gotcha. Qualifies, gotcha. but um, um, it's intriguing. Uh, yeah, but you know you've got all the the regulars like Goldblum and Bill Murray and and uh, yeah. Tom Hanks is in the cast, which I'm like that's not yeah. a normal thing for Wes, but okay, <laughs> bring it on. He's never going to be bad. Um, we don't have any plot details thus far, other than it's like another romantic kind of dramedy that he kind of that's his his whole shtick. Yeah, uh, written and directed by him, of course. He may be my most, he, he might be my, cons- consistently my most favorite director, just because his style, I know what I'm going to get with him, and I know that it is going to be good. Like, I just rewatched- You're allowed to have a favorite director, Josh. I know, I know. <laughs> you don't need it to like back, <laughs> It goes back and forth for me. But, like, I just rewatched uh, Life Aquatic the other day, and yeah. my God, that movie is so good. And, like, you have to be, mm-hmm. you have to buy into his shtick, but- yeah. It is such a, the worlds he creates, the characters he writes, they're just so realized and so nuanced. And there's like, there's humor, there's darkness, there's, there's everything built into these movies. It's, it's such, I, I implore everybody to go and watch his entire filmography because it's really something to behold. Um, And every time I sit in the theater to watch one of his pieces, even if it's something like, like the French Dispatch is an odd movie. It's not like one of his masterpieces, like I would say Grand Budapest is, or like the Royal Tenenbaums is, but it's still on that level of like, no, he's just having fun making a movie that yeah. he wants to make. Um, and it's written well, it's directed well. The cinematography in his movies are the reason that I got into filmmaking, <laughs> honestly, because I'm just like, how yeah. can somebody have an eye like this? It just, it blows me away every single time. Um, and I'm sure this movie's not going to disappoint me. It just can't. I don't think. I don't think he could disappoint me at this point. Um, so, uh, Asteroid in, City. Even I'm, from the beginning, I'm all in again. And it's called Asteroid City. I'm like, dude, what the? Let's go. Let's do it. 
Uh, Which could mean anything with Wes Anderson. It literally (laughs) could mean anything at all. It conjures like a sci-fi space kind of thing, but that could just be like a town called Asteroid. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure I feel like that's probably what it's going to be. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so that's my number three pick is Asteroid City. We're not sure when it's coming out, but I will be sure to let you guys know. And yeah, holy crap. I'm, I'm excited. And I guess I should just go right into my number two, right? Yeah. Bring it up to number two. We're clipping through this. This is good. I feel like usually like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so my number two is is by another director who needs no introduction. Um, it's Killers of the Flower Moon, Martin Scorsese directing. Uh, again, I don't know much about this other than the tagline being um, the Osage, I don't know, the Osage tribe in the United States are murdered yeah. uh, under mysterious circumstances in the 1920s, sparking a major FBI investigation involving J. Edgar Hoover. And I'm like, I'm in. Let's do it. Starring Leo, yeah. Brendan Fraser, which, dude, another actor who's Brendan really Fraser. coming back, man. Like, let's yeah. go. You watched No Sudden Move, right? Yeah. He was, like, that was, the I think, the first movie I've seen him in in, in quite a long time. And I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. let's go. Let, bring g- Give me more Brendan Fraser. Like, yeah. come on now. Well, if it, did, did you see the whole, like, uh, when Brendan Fraser was cast into this movie, um, it was like turned into a huge internet thing. And like, he's just like, so like happy and proud and excited to be part of this movie that he's like, like just like his joy about it is infectious. And he's like, you really can tell that he thought his career was over. Yeah. And now it's like coming back and he's like, I and like coming back arguably better than it was before. Totally. You know what I mean? Like he's working with Soderbergh and Scorsese and you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like, Darren Aronofsky um, this year too with Aronofsky, the Aronofsky, yeah. I'm like, dude, yeah. he's 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 making up, and I think it's true because Brendan Fraser, in the early 2000s and the late 90s, was kind of going after like the almost the Harrison Ford type of thing. Like he was kind of yeah. trying to get into the action genre a little bit. I don't know if that's, I guess that was where it, it worked for him in that era, but I don't. Th- I think he's just better than that. Um, well, there was like, yeah, like the mummy series and all that. Like that was like, he was good in that. Yeah. And then I feel like he kind of went down a very strange path of yeah. films. Yeah. Um, like I think of things like um, Bedazzled and Monkey Bone. Oh, Monkey Bone. <laughs> like these really weird, like absurdist-esque, like dark comedies that like that was like his his jam and i was like this is yeah. this is weird definitely um, um but, but he's coming back let's come back to yeah let's come back to killers of the flower moon yeah uh and again it's like what what can i say it's a martin scorsese movie even his his movies that people would consider to be misses are still works of art yeah i mean he's he's one of the greatest filmmakers living today and jesse plemons is also in this movie which i'm like the jesse guy plemons. dude I saw him first in Breaking Bad, and I thought he was the most menacing motherfucker I've ever seen. And then Mm -hmm. he just went on to have this career that is like, no, he's a real deal, real deal actor. Um, Yeah. And he's also in stuff like Game Night, like movies that where he plays like almost a comedic role. (laughs) Battleship. Yeah. He has this weird aura around him that I just can't place really. Um, And I just think he's he's so good. He's so good. Uh, It's one of those, the the way I sort of look at it, Jesse Plemons is like, I feel like he's in his head. He's like hit the point where it's like, okay, I'm like old enough and established enough that I can start being a serious actor now. Yeah. Like for when he was younger, a lot of the thing was like, oh yeah, I'm just like acting and like learning and trying to make it, which, and now it's like, okay, but like, I'm a really good fucking actor and yeah. Yeah. And everyone knows it clearly. I mean, I was in a Jane Campion movie, like let's go. Um. Yeah. And this will be his like second scorsese movie like yeah yep so yeah yeah killers of the flower moon another tba i believe um yeah you know that's that's fine with me i think every other studios are kind of like eh we'll see how this go we don't want to say we don't want to pull a top gun and be like it's coming out now no it's not no it's coming yeah. out in four nope. months yeah yeah uh, that's coming out yeah. next year every everyone's just a little gun shy with their release dates i think so um and Leo, I mean Marty, Leo, and and, Leo. and, and De Niro's in this too. I mean, we're we're getting the yeah. whole gam- gamut. Well, here. and it's like, and it's nineteen twenties, yeah, like, <laughs> like FBI, like it's 
in exactly in Scorsese's wheelhouse. Like it's yeah, yeah, it's gonna um, be fire. Um, so that's is. that's my number two pick here. Uh, what? Let's move right on into your number two pick. Yes. So I, I was wondering when I should say this because my number two pick is also Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm. That um, was the one movie that I'm like, I know we're both going to have this on our list. <laughs> yep. And there we go. We land in the same spot. Same because spot. it's like, yeah, like, it, how do you not? Like, it's crazy. The stat, the staff, the the cast on this <laughs> is like, is bonkers. You know, I, I'm debating. I think I'm going to read the book before I see it. Me too. Yeah. Because I like the book. So it's based on a book by David Grand that came out in like 2018, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, this feels like it could be a really good read. And I don't know yeah. that I've ever like, I mean, I don't know how many Scorsese movies are really uh, based off of like pre-existing material. You know? I'm not, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know that the part of it was many. based off of like, I think, yeah, technically a book, but. Liberties. Well, I think The Departed was like based on a movie from like Japan or China, I think. Um, oh, okay. And then maybe. And then that was based on, I don't know. Um, but yeah, like a lot of his stuff like is really, really original. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Man. I'm super jacked about this. Um, it's funny to me. This is the second movie, not. And like, this is the second movie recently I've watched or I've talked about where um, it stars someone who's played like a major role. Like it's Leonardo DiCaprio played J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. In J. Edgar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it'll be interesting. I don't see anybody on the cast list listed as J. Edgar Hoover, but. If he also, is um, he, if he's J. Edgar again. <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh man. I don't. Yeah. But yeah. I, it, like. Like, it doesn't get better than Scorsese and DiCaprio. It doesn't. Like, the only place it gets better, possibly, is Scorsese and Robert De Niro. Right. So, you know. Like, and you're getting it all right here. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's excellent. And crime um, in the early in the early 1900s. I mean, just bring it on, man. Bring yeah. it on. Yeah. Can't beat Martin Scorsese. You just can't. Marty. Big bad Marty. Uh, all right. So does that bring us up to my number one? I think it does. I'm very curious see, to see what you This got was here. the thing that I was like, oh, there's like a way I can play this at the beginning so I get to say my number one first or something. Or like, oh. you know, like if, if I had let you go first back at number five, like you would have been, I don't, I, I knew that math existed, but I didn't take the time to like figure out how it would work out. So there was no, uh. You could have said you could have said that you planned this from the start. That you were just like I'm. I'm an honest it. man, Josh. <laughs> um, so my number one, like as soon as we set this topic for one of these episodes, I was like, well, that's gonna be my number one. Mm. It's like it's a movie I've been waiting for for so long, and that is Andrew Dominic's Blonde. Um, yes, starring Anna de Armas. Yes as Marilyn Monroe um she looks absolutely perfect in it and like she had quite a year like she's one of the ones I was like she is in so much right now and like she's really starting to like get good well she's (laughs) she's been trying to get this really good traction going you know she had like Knives Out and then No Time to Die which was supposed to come out shortly after that um and then Deep Water, which has still not come out, even though it's completed, because there's that whole awkward shit between her and Ben Affleck. Yeah. Um, yeah. They are co-stars in that movie. <laughs> and then Blonde, uh, where she plays Marilyn Monroe, was supposed to come out in 2020 and has been delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. And it has been killing me because I love Andrew Dominic. You know, uh, Assassination of Jesse James is one of my favorite movies of all times. Uh Killing Me Softly was amazing and like so good, underrated. Uh, I've just been waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, I'm like, give me a, like a trailer or something. But, I know. Um, you got footage. You got the whole movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. Based on a book, and I think this is one that like um, Andrew Dominic's been trying to make this movie for something like 12 years now. Oh my um, god. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think he originally pulled it together. It's based on a book. It's based on a novel, which is interesting, from 2000. 
Oh. Um, but I think in 2010, he started developing uh, like the script and stuff for that. Originally, it was going to be Naomi Watts as Marilyn. And Ooh. then it was going to be um, Jessica Chastain, which I Ooh. think would be really interesting to see. Very uh, interesting. And now it's, now it's Anna de Armas. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm so, so fucking excited for this. Oh, and it's produced by um, Plan B. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so Brad Pitt uh, signed on board when they were doing Killing Me Softly. Mm, gotcha. Um, way oh, back my in the God. Day. Holy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this has been in like, I feel it's like it's been in development for like 10 years and they shot it and it was good. And now it's been doing waiting to be released for three years. <laughs> crazy i'm ready absolutely crazy adrian brody Um, also in this joint here adrian brody yeah that was he was the other one that was like (laughs) oh my god like so many adrian brody movies um wow yeah it's crazy that's crazy man yeah i wow blonde man it's gonna be so good it's like uh i think when he was writing the script he he was quoted saying like yeah there's very very little dialogue which is gonna be fascinating of just like that is fascinating i mean because Andrew Dominic's stuff is so poetic and so like musical almost. Yeah. Oh um, my God. Yeah. That like, I feel like it's going to be, it's going to be great. It's definitely going like, to be great. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as we made this list, I was like, well, blonde is number one. And then I just had to figure out everything else. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and man, Anna, Anna Darmus, I mean, like she, have you seen the new bond movie? I've not yet. Okay, I'm not going to say anything then. It's three hours long. Yeah. I had. A, I was like, oh, maybe I'll watch. Like, I had a time the other day, or I was like, oh, maybe I'll knock that out. And I was like, two hours and like 47 minutes. And I'm like, I don't have that kind of time right now. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's weird because like, I would say watch it just because it kind of wraps up the Craig Well, yeah, bond. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's an interesting, but yeah, my review on Letterboxd is, damn, this movie's long. That's all I had to say about <laughs> it. Um. Yeah, but she she is one of the most exciting talents to come out over the past decade. That yeah. while she's in some good stuff, I want her to I want to see her in more. Like she just yeah. she has that kind of talent that can be utilized in so many different. I mean, she's shown it already that she can do pretty much any genre she wants to, and yeah. I just want to see more of her because she's just so she's just delightful in everything she does. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that when this comes out, it kind and we'll see, I mean, how much press it really gets. Cause I mean, such as Andrew Dominic's kind of deal. He doesn't, his movies don't tend to make huge, you know, impacts on, on society, but like, yeah. I'm hoping that this can be sort of like a stepping stone to give her like more kind of options and things like that. Yeah. Agreed. Would be incredible. To really like solidify her, her talent. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, if she, if she like snags a nom for this, like a, like an Oscar nom, I mean, it's possible. So yeah. Good choice. Good choice. So that brings us to the very last one. Yes. Josh, what is your number one most anticipated movie for 2022? So I mentioned at the top that, or on my number four, that I was going to be talking about a cohort of a couple of filmmakers that came out around the time that Ari Aster was making movies. And this guy is one of them. It's Jordan Peele, and he's releasing another movie that's titled Nope, that releases on July 22nd of this year. Um, and so it was Jordan Peele, it was Robert Eggers, and it was Ari Aster. All three of them made Two movies, both incredibly mm-hmm. successful, both complete originals written and directed by both of them, and all three of them have their third movie coming out this year, yeah. and I can't fucking wait. Nope. I, I I saw the poster when it released. I think, I think they put it out on Twitter, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. mid last year, and just go look it up, because it's literally just a storm cloud with like a, t- with like a rope coming out of it, and like a yeah. circus underneath it, and I'm like, dude... It's called Nope. Yeah, let's just let's go. I don't know anything about this. I don't want to know anything about this. Bring me in. And then they started releasing the cast, and it was Daniel Kaluuya again. Which you know, if you've seen Get Out, yep. which I hope you've seen Get Out, um, 
absolutely unbelievable in every single thing that he does. One of the best actors working today. Um, Kiki yeah. Palmer, also incredible. Steven Yun, also incredible. Barbie Ferreira. I mean, the cast is just, I, I, my excitement is just like on another level for this movie. We, it's another one that we don't have any, not like no plot details whatsoever, which I'm really excited about because it's hard to keep details under wraps as we learned with all the spider-man mm -hmm. shenanigans it's pretty much impossible and especially with a high profile director like peel where people are like okay he released get out and us both of which were wildly successful okay his third movie what's it gonna be and then yeah. all we get is this i'm just i can't even yeah i can't contain my excitement for this movie um it's interesting because i don't like the term like elevated horror but mm -hmm. i don't know where to put these films because like get out us midsommar like the lighthouse i can't say that these are yeah. horror movies necessarily there's horrific things yeah. that happen but it's in its own genre almost yeah of, like of you movie. can't fold that in with like saw exactly or even like halloween yeah. it's like these are just yeah. its own thing and the fact that they're completely original movies like us is is interesting i think technically yeah. it's super impressive there's some, you know, holes in the the lore and stuff, but it's an original movie. That's an original yeah. story that he wrote. Same with Get Out. Um, so no matter what happens, I'm going to be excited for this stuff. Anything that he does, I've been following his career since Key and Peele, honestly, and I had no yeah. idea it was going to turn into this. I mean, he produced yeah. Twilight Zone also. I'm like, dude, what? How is this guy? Like, what's going on here? Um and I just, yeah, I can't, it, it had to be my number one because it's the one movie yeah. that I keep thinking about over and over and over again. I'm like, when I just need to see this thing in theaters. Cause I didn't see get out in theaters and I did not see us in theaters. So this will be my first Jordan Peele oh, movie yeah. in theaters. And I'm just like, yes, let's go. Um, and yeah, I, I think his pivot yeah, into man. horror was one of the coolest things that he could have ever done. I'm, I'm down. It, yeah. So good. <laughs> I haven't seen us, but I, like, of course I've seen get out like it, like, and it's, it's like genre defying almost. Cause mm -hmm. like, yeah, I don't usually jam on horror films, but that yeah. movie was awesome. That yeah. movie was so well done. Like, yeah. Uh, so I, I want more, like, tell me more about what Nope means. Like, and, and just like, judging by this? the go look up, Listener, go yeah. look up the poster because it will confuse you to know. Like, I couldn't even guess. I couldn't it even could venture a guess. Yeah, This could be like throwing us off completely and it's something different. <laughs> like, who knows? Um, but that's exciting. It's exciting. Same with like Ari Aster's um, uh, Disappointment Boulevard. And I didn't say that. I didn't add this to either of my lists, but Robert Eggers, The Northman. I mean. Yeah. <sighs> that was that was a big contender <laughs> on mine, too. Looks unbelievable and i think it's like obviously his biggest scale movie so far but sure. it's, he's been building towards this and i think that these move these three sets of movies it's going to be the culmination of what they've been able to yeah achieve throughout their career so far and i'm just like how did it all just happen in 2022 we get all of these filmmakers doing their third movie um and hopefully keep a uh, completely spotless track record um yeah so my number one is Jordan Peele's Nope, and I'm so damn excited I can't contain it. Um, Excellent. Wow. So yeah. much good stuff this year, man. <laughs> I will point out there are so many other great movies out there as well. Like, keep keep an eye out. Keep looking. Um, but, yeah, like, it's crazy. Um, Josh, you want to give us a rundown of all of your lists here, starting with your to watch and then bringing us all the way up number one? Absolutely. So my one to watch is going to be Olivia Wilde's Don't Worry Darling. Uh, my two runners up are going to be Bullet Train, directed by David Leitch, and Babylon, directed by Damien Chazelle. Uh, my number five slot is Everything Everywhere All at Once, directed by the two Daniels's... <laughs> uh, my number four is Disappointment Boulevard, directed by Ari Aster. My number three is Asteroid City, directed by Wes Anderson. My number two is Killers of the Flower Moon, directed by Martin Scorsese. And my number one most anticipated movie of this year so far is Nope, directed by Mr. Jordan Peele. Um, what are yours from top to or awesome. from bottom to top, I guess? So from bottom to top, my one to watch out for is Samaritan starring Sylvester Stallone um, as an aging superhero. 
my two runners up are going to be Gold, uh, starring Zac Efron, directed by um, Anthony Hayes, uh, and also Bullet Train, as you said, mm-hmm. directed by David Leach. Leach? Leach? I don't know. Deadpool 2 director. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my number five is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, directed by the great Sam Raimi. Uh, my number four is uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent starring Nick Cage. Um, amazing. Can't wait. Uh, my number three is uh, Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, directed by uh, Joaquim Dos Santos, Kemp Powers, and Justin K. Thompson, uh, written by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Um, my number two is going to be also Killers of the Flower Moon, um, Go Marty. And my number one is Andrew Dominic's Blonde, uh, starring Ana de Armas as Marilyn Monroe. Hell um, yes. Cuban-American playing Marilyn Monroe. Dope. Let's go. Let's go. Those are some good lists, man. I'm glad that yeah, we didn't overlap too, too much there. Um, yeah, I, I, I was wondering, like, it was either going to go no crossover or, like, just the same, like, list of movies that you know yeah and both spider-verse yeah, or that across we talk the, about all the time yeah both uh, across the spider-verse and dr strange and to be honest matt reeves the batman were all at one point on my list but i was just yeah. like as i was running through more movies i'm like oh man i have to knock it back but those are all like i can't wait for the batman i, I i'm yeah. so excited for that movie <laughs> yeah. um wow interesting because it's one of those i feel like our lists here are like where the nice middle ground for like the massively huge superhero genre ends yeah. up of like, yeah, like there's a couple coming out that I am so excited for, yeah. but also I'm so excited for these other original passion projects from great directors starring great actors. Like, yeah. 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 And they're all, they're all kind of minus Marty's like, well, I guess I can't say, I was going to say they're all kind of like smaller, more contained movies than like i think last yeah. you know we had the matrix and you know even spencer to some extent like there were some movies that were kind of larger in terms of scale and i think that we yeah we just honed it in into what we really want to watch here um i'm excited man i'm so excited i wonder how long killers of the flower moon will be <sighs> marty's been making some long ass movies these these he, <laughs> these he past 30 years these past 30 years yeah i'm i'm gonna say a right around three hours I would, yeah. I don't know if he'll pass the three hour mark and do another Irishman. It also depends, like, where this is going to be releasing, too, because we don't, we have no idea about any of these yet. Um, Yeah. So let's bring it, uh, let's bring it back here. Let's, uh, we're going to do some recommendations for you this week. Yes. Um, And sort of in honor of um, the unbearable weight of massive talent, uh, we are going to do our recommendations for favorite movie. Or our recommendations in the category of movies starring people playing themselves. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which um, there's so some good like ones. <laughs> there's some great ones, but like like the unbearable weight of massive talent, Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage. That's yes. the, that's the prompt for yeah. this this week. Um, so Josh, you want to go first? Sure. Or shall I? Sure. I guess I can go first here. Um, this is an interesting one because I want. There's a couple different routes you can go, and I wasn't sure exactly where you were gonna go with this. So there's a couple yeah. obvious ones that I did not throw on here because I'm not. Again, I'm not 100 percent sure, but so I guess the one I'm gonna go with um, is Zombieland because nice. And I will put a spoiler warning before I get to the actual cameo yeah. because if you haven't seen Zombieland which I it came out literally like 13 years ago so like go watch Zombieland yeah. like uh, uh but um, I feel like we as a society need to agree on a collective like time period where it's like yeah if you <laughs> if you if it's this x years old you don't get to you don't get to worry about spoilers right like no like oh spoiler alert for like uh like the empire strikes back or something like that yeah. like <laughs> yeah um, it's like you've had 37 years to yeah um, but so this is a movie, it's kind of a spoof, kind of not, uh, directed by Ruben Fleischer. It's, it's a zombie movie that follows Jesse Eisenberg as he attempts to make his way back to Columbus, Ohio to 
hopefully find his family after a zombie outbreak. Um, and he picks up some friends along the way, including um, yes. Woody Harrelson, Emma Stone, Abigail Breslin, all of which are perfectly cast for this movie. Yeah. Um, and one thing I want to say about this movie before I get into the actual cameo is the makeup effects are so good. It's yeah. it's actually shocking to like how good it, it's almost too good for this movie, honestly. The zombie <laughs> makeup effects and these zombies are genuinely some of the scariest zombies I've seen in any movie. And it's yeah. the fucking comedy movie. I'm like, come on, dude. Come on. So <laughs> the cameo is Bill Murray and yes. it's straight up one of the one of my favorite cameos of all time because they stop the movie for 15 minutes to go fuck around yeah. with Bill Murray. That's it. And it's it's Bill yeah. Murray playing himself. It serves no like actual purpose to the script. Like <laughs> oh d- there's nothing in any of it except for like one scene that like advances the plot line. Right. Otherwise it's like they're they're here and and Woody Harrelson's like let's go visit this one of my yeah. favorite actors houses. Um and I'm not going to give away any more about it. It's just so funny. It's so well done. Bill Murray is the greatest sport of all time. I mean there's so much little little ghostbusters things here and there it's it's so funny worth the watch and i think it's about two-thirds of the way through so if you haven't seen zombie land for the love of god yeah. just go watch it and and this is top top five ca- best cameos i've seen in a movie so far um so that's my recommendation zombie land 2009 what do you got willis excellent so I'm glad because yeah, like I feel like the one that I, I took is is pretty obvious, although maybe not. We'll see. Um, but my recommendation for this week is JCVD, which stands for Jean Claude yeah. Van Damme. <laughs> this is a movie that came out in 2008. I believe it's like a French movie, um, and it stars Jean Claude Van Damme as Jean Claude Van Damme, and he it's like him, but like a fictional story. Yeah. Um, which I guess would also be zombie land and stuff like that. But, uh, <laughs> like he's just doing his thing, trying to get like this role in a movie and then gets involved in a bank robbery where everyone thinks, um, Jean-Claude Van Damme is robbing a bank. <laughs> it's actually really good. It's way deeper than like, uh, you anticipate, a movie with that kind of prompt being. Right. Um, and he goes into this really bizarre rant at one point that I don't like, I won't spoil it. It takes a sharp turn at one point and then steers its way back. But um, have you seen this movie, Josh? I have, but it's not one that I can recall much about other than what sure. you've said. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I'm adding it to my watch list right now. Yeah. It's, Especially if you're any kind of fan of Jean-Claude Van Damme, it's like, it's so, it's, it's wild. Um, it's good ratings too. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good. Like, that's the thing. It's like, it has no business being as good as it is. Yeah. Oh, you know, man. um, so those will be our two there. Um, and that'll bring us back. So yeah. man, lots of movies, lots of movies, good movies, hopefully, good, yeah. hopefully good movies. Um, 2022. Yeah, or we'll come back in six months and be like, so I saw that movie. Yeah, uh, yeah it turns out Deep Water was his the best movie of dead. the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, any last comments on 2022? Not yet. Ooh, is that a thing we should do? No. Final comments? Uh, yeah. I don't know. We're putting me on the spot it's too much. It's Jerry Springer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just end this podcast then. Um this has been the third in a new line of megapixels. Um, we're hoping to do more of these. We have a lot of fun doing them. We um, do. You should uh, let us know online if you're uh, having fun when we do these megapixels as well. Um, Josh, where can people find you online to tell you how much they love megapixels? Yeah. So people can find me online uh, on Instagram at Josh J Fuller on Twitter at Josh Fuller 33 Fuller spelled with no E. And you can also find me on letterboxd um, at Josh Fuller. And where can people find you on the internet? Willis. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Willis film. Uh, I'm also on I'm also on Letterbox at Willis Film, and if you want to find the podcast uh, and all of our lists, et cetera, et cetera, you can find us. 
You can find us on Instagram and Twitter, uh, Instagram at Pixel Splitters, Twitter at Pixel Split Pod, and also Letterboxd at Pixel Splitters, where we have not only this list, but all of our recommendations, um, all of our previous lists, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. All the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, man. Cool, man. I want to like go watch these movies now. Now I'm like... I need. Instant gratification. Like, let me watch these movies. I know. Give me the unbearable weight of of massive talent now, for the love of God. Yeah. I mean, I wonder. I'm also curious to see how many of these actually go straight to theaters and which ones don't. Because yeah, well, we'll there's a couple that are like, like I will bet good money that Scorsese is fighting hard for a theatrical release for Killers of the Flower Moon. Really, even post Irishman. Yeah, I mean, like. I think he's still a purist about the theaters, man. Yeah. I think Irishman was, you know, Netflix was the only one picking up what he was putting <laughs> down there. So True. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. All right. That'll I guess that'll be it. Good talking to you, dude. We'll be back. We'll be back to our normal uh, yeah. format next week. Yeah. Cool. All right, Josh. God damn it. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. Oh. All right. I'll talk to you next Until week. Until next time. End of pod.